Hi, I'm Ronnie Michael, Global Head of Innovation for KPMG International, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the Back From 2040 podcast, where I ask business leaders, innovators, academics, and forward thinkers to travel to 2040, tell us what the world looks like, and explore how we got there. For this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Fatun Yai, founder and CEO of The Wonders, a community of women on the move who embody the change they want to see in the world. She's also the founder and co-CEO of The Great Village, an ecosystem of over a million impact-driven people who work together to co-create regenerative businesses. Welcome, Fatou. Hi, nice to meet you. So I'm so curious to hear about your time in 2040. You traveled all the way there and this is your 2040, the 2040 that you envision, you believe that we can get to. So ready to get started? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Perfect. So one of the areas you're really passionate about, Fatou, is uh, gender equality. And a lot of the work that you did in the early 20s, uh, particularly through the Wonders, is to promote the benefits that would come from having more women in positions of power and politics and business. Now, you've been to 2040 and back, and I'm really keen to hear, is 2040, has it changed? Is it more of an equal society? What does it feel and, and look like? Well, honestly, nowadays, we don't talk about gender equality anymore. It's not a topic anymore. And uh, my NGO that used to do that amazing work to empower women doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> So it's funny because now we live in a world where everybody is equal and this equality, now we can find it in different areas. So just to give you an example, if we talk about health, nowadays we don't talk anymore about issues with birth rates. You know, back in the days, birth rates in developing countries was an issue. There were a lot of deaths. And nowadays we were able to build system technologies and also empower women in terms of education so that we don't face those problems anymore. Moreover, uh, for example, if we look at workforce, that used to be a big topic for me back in 2022, you know, with my I'm women. I'm sure it was. <laughs> with my wonders, my job was really to help them uh, have amazing careers, you know, climb the hierarchy, become leaders, become politicians. So have this leadership position and most of the issues back in the days were due to biases cognitive biases or cultural issues we were able to work through all those issues and a few things have helped definitely education the laws a lot of laws have happened in the in the past 20 years that has helped. That has helped with those changes. That's amazing. It it, it it's uh, amazing to think about a reality with the true gender equality. So, can you dive in a little bit more to how we got there? I mean, you said laws and regulations. You also said there were certain movements. So, I'm I'm really interested to hear which were the real pivotal moments and what were the most impactful changes that affected this. So, some of the changes actually came step by step. And one thing that has helped a lot is quotas. So back in 2020, 2021, there were a few quotas that started to be implemented in the workforce. So for example, we need to have 40% women in leadership position. Uh, we need to have a certain number of women in politicians uh, as politicians. And for me, that has helped shape the world. Nowadays, because of those quotas, we have women in different positions. 
we have new role models. And for me, I believe that those role models have helped young girls identify new jobs and new positions that they can have. They could see other women be, uh, becoming president. So for example, in France in 2027, we had our first women president. Can you imagine? That's amazing. It was incredible because we never thought that French, France as a country, even though back in 2022, France was one of the six countries that has exactly the same legal rights as women. But still, we were still facing a lot of issues. We had only 34% entrepreneurs, for example. Uh, we never had a female prime minister. But in 2027, we had our first female president. So that's amazing. What you're saying is that these laws and, frankly, the quotas just created a reality where there were more women. And then beyond that, there was no need for that because those role, role models are the ones that molded and shaped the new reality for women? It's exactly that, yes. So quotas were a big part of the shift. And quotas are actually laws, you know. It's actually a new rule that is set up. And I do believe that the government played an amazing role in implementing those changes that we see today. To give you an example, nurseries became free in most developing countries in the past 15 years, which means that women can go back to, to work just after having birth or whenever they want it. On another side, yeah. men were able to get parental leave the same number of days. Like some countries even gave a year to dads the same way as they gave it to women. Pretty amazing. So you know what, let's let's uh, talk about that parental leave for a minute, because I think that's probably that had a really big effect on on society. When did that really kick in? And how are those new adults now that were born into equal parental leave being shaped? And what how are they in turn shaping the new society? I think that what helped bring the change is the first countries that did it were the pioneers, but then they were able to showcase how that helped change the country. And then step by step, other countries identified that opportunity and said, well, now we can see that in those countries, the economical impact of having all those women going back to work was amazing. We could see the changes in, as you're saying, the kids that are now grown-ups, you know, they have different personalities. They are more close to their emotions. And there were some studies yeah. that show that a kid creates new skills between zero to five years. So those first five years are super important. But when your mom has to go back to work or your dad is not at home and can't take care uh, of you for those five, for, for five years, you lack some skills that you never get. And that could be emotional skills, that could be uh, other types of skills that you don't learn. And then when you grow up, you develop some bias. And those bias lead to a gender inequal world. So through gender equality, if we look at society in 2040, can you recognize some wider themes, wider changes in society that you can actually relate back to gender equality? Yes. I think one thing that I can ident identify clearly is recruitment, the way we recruit. Back in the days, we used to recruit based on CVs. We had these things yeah. where you had to put your photo, uh, your name, and talk about your previous experiences. Nowadays, we don't recruit like that anymore. Now it's only based on a video that you sent and you're free to share whatever you want to share on that video, which means that the criteria to hire people is not based on where they studied, where they lived, it's based on what energy they share. Are they creative? Do they have emotional intelligence? And those are things that actually are 
linked to women or female uh, way of working or female leadership. Amazing. Do you see some uh, some other differences in, in the economy and in politics as well? <laughs> Definitely. Women tend to work more in collaboration. And, you know, back in the days as well, we used to have a president with a minister in charge of health and a minister in charge of tourism. So you had somebody in charge. Nowadays, it's all about cooperation. So you have groups that are taking decisions on health, and those groups are made of diverse people. So for example, for the Ministry of Health, you have a group with some doctors, with some students, with some women that um, are unemployed, but that are sharing their skills, their knowledge, and their expertise. So the fact that we don't have one person having all the power on one field means that everybody serves in a more inclusive way. We can hear everybody and everybody can receive what they really need. Another thing that we can see nowadays is the, the increased number of cooperatives. You know, this kind of business where everybody owns the business. Yeah. Right? Usually it will used to be more like, uh, I have my own business and you give me money and I'll grow it and I'll make more money. Those cooperatives are, for me, came from the fact that women started to be more leaders, sharing their way of being leaders. And that way is collaboration. So that explains for me why we have more cooperative uh, in the world and also more people working for themselves, but as a group. That sounds amazing, Fatou, and it sounds like the actual meaning of leadership has changed in 2040, which is pretty outstanding. And, you know, a, a few other questions around that, just because, um, like you mentioned, women and men have very different styles, not just of leadership, uh, but also in terms of, of their needs to evolve, to flourish. Through the Wonders in the 2020s, you offered women a community of support to drive change. So can you tell us a little bit about 2040, how this impacted women th throughout the next generations? And do women still seek that support, that community, the group sponsorship? So back in 2020, when I created the Wonders, the reason why I created it is because I really felt that women were underrepresented in higher levels of organizations. And it was all due to cultural bias, universal beliefs, um, and the fact that no women were seen as the caretaker in the society. Uh, they were given more supporting roles in organization. Um, they were the one in charge of childcare. They were, well, the men were seen as the breadwinners, you know? Uh, they were, they were right. the ones that we were counting on to succeed in their careers. So the women needed confidence, you know, they needed strength to take their own space in society. And that's why I created The Wonder is to give them this ecosystem, this collective, this safe space where they can develop their audacity muscle, as I call it, you know, like <laughs> the fact that you can reach high goals. And they lacked as well role models. So for me, the wonders were a way to either build new role models, which is what I did for the past 20 years, but also reveal role models that already existed, but that nobody saw because in medias, in France, for example, 84% uh, that of the people that we were seeing in the medias talking about important topics were men back in 2020. So women were not the ones that True. we were listening to when we needed to talk about important topics like politics or health. So the wonders was built in this con in this context. Now we're in 2040, and those topics actually are not are not are redundant. You know, we are redundant as an as a, an organization. However, the part that we kept is the collective. 
because we are humans, you know, we need to live in tribe. And that doesn't change, even though now we have the metaverse, we have all those stuff, but still, we're humans, <laughs> we need to connect with real people. And that's why the Wonders now is a community for people, so we're not for women anymore. And our goal is to help people barter. So we help people get access to resources with no money. So creating, you know, these exchanges, these uh, sharing skills, sharing tools, sharing stuff. So basically living as a community. That's amazing. Um, and, and you talk about the fact that there's no more need to show, to, to create artificially these role models or to, to artificially kind of support them more than other areas. But I was wondering on a, on a separate topic, did this drive us in 2040 to be gender agnostic? Or are we actually looking at the different nuances, capabilities that women bring versus men and, and the opposite in different roles? Is that a thing? I think nowadays it's a mix of both. So, for example, when you recruit, it's not about recruiting men or women. It's about recruiting specific skills that you need. So if you need more emotional skills, that's what you're going to look for. You don't care if it's a man or a woman, right? So it's gender neutral. Um, if you're looking for somebody creative, it's not about if you're a man or a woman. So in recruitment, for example, we erase the notion of gender. It's all about skills, expertise, energy, what you bring to the world, so all the stuff that are mostly intangible. However, we have identified that women have certain skills that are useful in certain environments. But it's not only women that have the skills, men have them as well. It's just that back in the days, men were not, we were not asking them to use those skills. So I feel like now it's more about what you can bring to the world, what you can bring to the table, no matter which is your gender. So would you say that this actually allowed people to show more of their inner self, no matter how, you know, they would be expected to be behave? Would it be more of a quote-unquote manly or, or female type of attribute in their character? Yes, exactly. Now people just feel like their authentic self. I think as a humanity, we realize that what's important is who you are and what you want to bring to the table. It's not about what is your gender. Taking that into account, we are helping more people we are celebrating more who people are and what they can bring to the table, which is amazing, right? Which is what we're made for. We're humans, after all. Yes, so true. And, you know, I'm, I'm dragging you back to, to 2022 um, because this is where I am. And, and coming back to 2022, what do you think um, is the biggest lesson that you've learned from your travel to 2040? What what was the biggest experience for you? Uh, one thing, one important thing that I've learned is that gender equality, that it's a fight that we have to fight as a community. Everybody has to fight for that. Whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're in a developed country or a developing country, or whether you're a leader or you work for a company, everybody has at their level the power to act on gender equality. And the reason why it's so important, it's because reaching gender equality is serving everybody. Nowadays, everybody has access to education. Why? Because countries have more money. They have developed economically because women were part of the deal. Nowadays, we have still issues with climate. 
you know, cl the climate crisis is still here. But now we have 100% of the population fighting, you know, to succeed in this fight. While before it was just, oh, you know, let's get the men to fight. No, that's over. Now we need everybody. This fight is way too big. So having women at the table, having men at the table, and having everybody sharing what they feel, who they are, that's what's creating the world that we live in. And there is one important thing, one flag that I want to share with you, and you have to be very careful about this, is every time we have a crisis, women's rights are taking a step back. We saw it during COVID. You know, remember back in 2021? When COVID happened, women lost $800 billion worth of value, economical value in a year because of the COVID. So they lost their jobs, they lost their houses, they lost so much, and they lost some of their rights. In 2027, we had a huge crisis. There were a huge tsunami that hit the whole, half of the US. After that, American women went on the streets. They were big riots because of this, because of this huge crisis, they lost their job again. But they had already lived that five years ago with the COVID. Yeah. So they knew exactly what would happen. So they thought, no, this time we have to go have a riot, go on the street. And for example, that's, that was one of the pivotal moments uh, in the past 15 years that helped shape the world we have today is that the women went and fight for their rights. So be ready for that fight. Every time there will be many <laughs> crises coming, unfortunately, because of the climate crisis, but together we can fight it. So if there's one thing that, that you'd cry out to people to, to do right now. To learn. Learn about gender equality. Learn, learn about the real impact of not giving women the space at the table. As a company, make sure you have an com inclusive company where people feel authentically themselves and can really share the best with the world. So learn. I think that's an important learning for me. That's amazing. And you know, if I've taken anything from this, I would say to organizations, create your own role models. Don't wait 20 years. Don't wait for laws. Don't wait for quotas. Create those role models internally and create a new reality, which I think is, is something amazing that we can learn from the future. I totally agree. <laughs> well, for two, um, this has been so um, interesting, eye-opening, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me, Ronnie. Thank you for listening to Back From 2040, the KPMG podcast where our guests travel to 2040 and back and tell us all about it. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast channel. And if you have any feedback, you can email us on innovation.team at kpmg.com. 